Well, yesterday might not be a good example of this. In the Blue Jays series, the Rockies' offense was able to come alive and showing some signs of what might come next season and beyond. How hopeful should we be? Let's talk about it. You are Locked On Rockies, your daily Colorado Rockies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rock on Rockies fans, welcome into the Locked On Rockies podcast for today, the fifth day of September in the year 2023. I'm your host of the Locked On Rockies podcast, Paul Holden, bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies talk right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where you can find your team every day. And if your team is the Colorado Rockies, well, guess what? You're in the right spot because that's what we do around here each and every day is talk Rockies baseball here and talk about it with you, the Fans, when you post there uh, on the comments section in the Locked On Rockies YouTube channel, and when you hang out with us here on Locked On Rockies, uh, on wherever you find your podcasts, and on the YouTube channel, and of course on SiriusXM and the SiriusXM app, just search Locked On Rockies or Colorado Rockies for your play-by-play coverage. Today's episode is brought to you by a Sleeper. Swing for the fences on Sleeper picks, and you can win up to 100 times your money. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions do apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about of an uptick in offense and at least a the Rockies consistently putting some runs up on the board. Of course, as that comes as they uh, were just uh, their offense was stifled for most of the game yesterday uh, in the Diamondbacks. But in that series against the Blue Jays, the Rockies offense uh, scored at minimum five runs. And if it wasn't for the unfortunate continued collapsing of the bullpen in this part of the season, the Rockies would have had uh, were certainly in a position to uh, thump the Blue Jays. And it was nice. The Rockies were outmatched, but putting up some crooked numbers against the Braves is good. And it's been a long time since the Rockies uh, have uh, looked so uh, gone on a long stretch of offense uh, of a sluggish offense. We've seen a couple of uh, of exemptions here with uh, one of the, the August 29th game against the Braves yesterday's game uh, against the Diamondbacks, really both of the last two games against the Braves. Uh, but the Rockies offense has been scoring at least and, and, and scoring in some, some high numbers at least of late and took and, and took advantage of cores, at least in the finale against the Blue Jays, which is encouraging because this is uh this is all just expen- extended looks and expanded looks at uh, a lot of the guys of the future, plus the veterans still continuing to to just show that they're able to contribute, and Sean Bouchard making his return to the lineup over the weekend as well. It was frustrating in that Blue Jays series, of course, with the Rockies having ample opportunities, uh, ample leads uh, in in this series, but uh, unfortunately, the Blue Jays were able to, to out-coors the Rockies in that one, but at least it makes it more entertaining, more exciting, and uh, enjoyable to watch when the Rockies are able to kind of fight back into these slugfests and the offenses are able to uh, do a little bit more. But then we're reminded, we're reminded of where the Rock, of who the Rockies need to compete with, and and what the Rockies are still facing up in in games like yesterday in the opener against the Diamondbacks. This Rockies team frequency of strikeouts, and this was. This can be applied to any series at any moment, at any point in the season, no matter if it was the veterans or going shifting to the young guys. The Rockies, to 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 really make me super conf- more confident in this offense, to make me really believe and see steps forward next season especially, 
I got to see the the strikeouts dipped. We 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 talk about this a ton. But the Rockies' strikeouts just completely limit their ability to do anything and get into games. Merrill Kelly had 12 strikeouts, and then the Rockies did strike out two more times. That's 14 strikeouts there on uh, from uh, Diamondbacks pitching yesterday, and it's they're just the it, they're so unproductive. They are they just come at the worst times, and it, and it just highlights I think one of the biggest struggles. And the biggest growing pain issues that the Rockies are going through right now as as, as a team uh, in the game in the finale there against the Blue Jays, another double digit strikeout performance. I mean, the double digit strikeout performances from the Rockies' offense are are so uh, debilitating in the in the long run. And and this is a team that is now. Uh, struck out it's three straight games I'm going through all my math here that's three straight games with at least 10 strikeouts for the Rockies it's probably going to go back yeah it's broken in that first one where the Rockies only struck out uh, seven times in that series but as encouraged as I am to see the Rockies uh, putting up uh, putting up numbers against the Blue Jays especially at home with the with the Rockies scoring, uh, what is that? Uh, quick math here. It was at twenty three runs uh, there in in that series against the Blue Jays. That's a great sign and a great bounce back, especially after the Rockies were were uh, pretty well uh, subdued by Atlanta. But the offense shows that it can go round for round with the with with some of these teams and keep you in close ball games. And the Rockies would we'd be looking more fondly on this offense if the bullpen was able to keep them in these games, keep them in the close games, keep them in the games that the offense has brought them back into multiple times or throughout some of these series. Uh, you know, the 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 Rockies able to bounce back after going down uh four to two in that first one. They put up a three spot uh to go up five four in the in the game on Friday against the uh Blue Jays. But then it's the collapse again. It's a five spot given up. It's another it's it's nine runs given up by the bullpen there in in the finale on Friday. It's uh the Rockies kind of having to to hang on, but fighting back after a, a, a tough start there on Saturday. But the offense showing that they can be effective, but still having to hold on by the skin of their teeth in the in the final frame of the game because a three run lead almost wasn't enough for the Rockies with the current state of this bullpen. All in all, it's encouraging to see the, the the Rockies scoring more runs, especially when you look at games and Montero's doing damage in some of them. And it's still great to see. I think Charlie Blackman has now reached in 19 straight ball games uh, in, in there, and uh, we're, we're, we we see McMahon hit hit you know scoring some some runs. All that is 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 a good sign, and 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 part of the reason to be somewhat encouraged, but. Just like we talked about throughout this whole stretch, it's just the Rockies' inability to put it all together. The offense might be going, but the bullpen collapses. The starting pitching is there, and the offense isn't able to get anything going. Look at yesterday. I mean, we'll get to this. We'll we'll talk about it really in uh, in segment uh, number th- two coming up here because the Rockies are hanging in there, and you've heard about it if you've listened to the broadcast a lot. The Rockies are in these ball games. Most of the time, they're playing like six, seven run uh, inning games. And if that, if baseball was those those lengths, the Rockies wouldn't be in this tough stretch. They'd be in a situation where they're upsetting some teams. 
But that's not how it works. And we got to talk about that here coming up in segment number two. Uh, Let's do that after I tell you about our friends at Sleeper. And look, folks, if you know baseball if you are someone out there that that that's got the read on baseball that feels like you know the trends that that feels confident in maybe your Rockies knowledge and and you know that you that Charlie Blackman's going to keep getting on base and you want to go for a base hit or a walk or and, and you know that uh you know Mookie Betts is going to do something big and uh, Acuna is going to do something big Why not put your skills to the test and check out Sleeper? The MLB playoffs are around the corner, which means the clock is ticking on your chance to... 100 times your cash on daily fantasy baseball. Yes, that's right. I know you like fantasy sports out there. I know you're big day of, uh, fan, uh, fantasy fans out there. So check out the daily fantasy baseball app, Sleeper. Baseball has never been more exciting than it is now with studs like Acuna, Betts, and Otani. Pick more or less on stats from these stars like home runs, hits, strikeouts, and more for 100 times payout on Sleeper. Get your picks right, and you can win big. All you got to do, test your knowledge, put together a line of uh, Rockies players that you feel confident in and, and, and their abilities. We're talking the Rockies scoring more runs. Maybe you want to believe in Nolan Jones continuing to contribute for, for the Rockies. Check it out on Sleeper. And when you use the promo code Locked On, you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. That's right, a $100 match on your first deposit at Sleeper. Don't miss out. Use the promo code locked on and you will get that $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for detail. And uh, you can check it out here at sleeper.com. Use that promo code locked on. This is the Locked On Rockies podcast, free and streaming on your favorite streaming service and bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies talk right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where you can find your team every day. Shoutouts to you for checking us out on the Locked On Rockies YouTube channel. We have uh, some uh, Braves fans that were checking us out when we were talking in the Braves series, and I had some nice words from Callum Callahan there as well. So shout-outs to y'all, and uh, shout-outs to y'all for hanging out there, and uh, your subscription is one of the best ways to help the show and uh, one of the best ways for you to stay up-to-date with what we are doing here on Locked on Rockies. So uh, thank you again for all your support over there. And, of course, SiriusXM and the SiriusXM app, you can find the podcast as well. So... The Rockies have been in these games, right? I mean, it's it's if it's total copium that we are that we're that, that we're working with right now. But the Rockies have shown fight and have shown the ability to fight back and get into these ball games. They've shown the ability to handle some adversity and show a little bit of life. This team hasn't given up. But they keep getting derailed by what seems like one bad inning. It was on full display yesterday where they give up three runs in the four, in the bottom of the fourth. And then they go down to set down, I believe, what was it, 12 straight Diamondbacks? 15 straight Diamondbacks? Somewhere along that range. I can't remember the specific specific line. And you look at, they, they talked about this on the broadcast yesterday. Chris Flexen's line isn't, isn't impressive or, or dominant, but it is one that, the game didn't get out of hand and Flexen and the bullpen were able to set themselves up for success and set the Rockies up for a path to coming back. That's the issues like we were saying with the strikeouts. When the Rockies offense is so stifled by striking out and aren't able to generate momentum and generate enough base runners and enough attention on the bases to really do damage when the Rockies do hit the ball, 
it just uh, it just seems like the Rockies are are just coming up so short and and it comes down with that the the stretch of losing games after having the lead it's the one inning meltdowns that continue to make things out of reach for the Rockies and and it, it, look at the Blue Jays series where they gave up 5 in the 7th and then an unfortunate 3 in the ninth, that's more than one inning, I, I understand. But that this was after the Rockies were were getting out to an early lead. And the Rockies able to fight back in that ninth inning and put up a four spot of their own. The energy is there. The, the, the talent appears to be brewing. It's now going to become a situation of, of growth. September has to be a, a month where we continue to see positive trends in the right direction. I think one big thing that we can see is is Montero continues to look like he's getting a little bit more comfortable and he's going to have more opportunities uh, there for the, uh, the the Rockies as they do designate, um, they send uh, uh, Tolia down to the minor leagues because of how good Hunter Goodman has been to start the year or start his tenure off. So Montero should still be getting some some more bats. We'll see hopefully at least 250 at bats here by the end of the season. He's at 197 now, so I don't think that's uh should be that crazy. And over his last 7 games for Montero, he has been really swinging the bat well and that goes that translates over his last uh, 15 to a, a pretty good solid last month as well. Last seven games for Montero, batting 350 with an OBP of 500 and a slugging of 550. A home run in that time, four RBI, a couple more extra base hits there as well. Was held hitless in the yesterday's game, but was able to get on base. A couple of strikeouts there as well. But multi-hit game against Toronto, a couple of multi-hit games against Toronto, or just one, I can't remember, but certainly doing more damage and and showing that giving him especially more time is exactly what we we need to be doing here and uh going back to his last 15 games 47 at bats here uh he has had uh 16 hits in that time two home runs driven in 10 scored 10 times himself six walks to 16 strikeouts strikeouts still obviously uh, uh the the thorn in the side for for Monty and and so many more but Again, those are the type of stretches we want to see. Montero having a strong finish to the season. Montero looking better at the dish and looking, uh, you know, growing there and growing in his role. And the Rockies growing in their understanding of what they what they're going to do with Montero and how they're going to to use him. Because for so long it looked confusing, and honestly, that still gets a little bit more complicated and confusing with the return of Chris Bryant. I, I mean, this, Montero is someone who's it's going to be really interesting to see how he finishes the season and what the offseason looks like for him and the Rockies, just because they gotta figure out exactly his role, and 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 that's just like with everything that we're going through with the Rockies. It's it's just finishing or figuring these pieces out for more long-term success and and long-term role. It's a bummer that we're not going to see more of Tolia, at least right now. But at this point, I think with and, and the current setup and stage with the Rockies, Montero's the one we need to see. Montero is the one that needs to be given the priority of playing first base and figuring out what you're going to do with him, especially as you're figuring out the return of Chris Bryant and, the, and now the fact that you could have Hunter Goodman out there in right field. If Hunter Goodman continues to be an impact bat 
is someone that adjusts and is ready to go consistently at the major league level, Chris Bryant is going to have to find a new home. He, I mean, you're going to want to go with your two elite defenders and possibly your best, I mean, looking at some of the numbers and some of the arguments, potentially your best overall young guy in Nolan Jones, depending on how you look at it and, and some of the numbers in comparison to uh, Ezekiel Tovar. You're going to keep that defense of those two out there. If Hunter Goodman is swinging a good bat and, and can play a solid right field, you almost have to put Chris Bryant at first base. And if you bring Charlie Blackman back, your DH position, or you have to put a Chris Bryant has to be going there. I mean, a Bryant-Blackman DH situation with, with a rotation with Montero at first and Montero in the DH rotation could work out. But in this September is kind of a show at time for a lot of these guys and show us get a good stretch going you know what's been not, we're, we're, we've been trying to stay positive and and the Rockies have shown fight we were talking about some offense and some game in the in the Blue Jays series we're talking about some uh, you know Monty having a good month but you know September would be a time for it's time for this team of young guys to to put a stretch together of raising some eyebrows and really shake things up in this in these division races for some teams. It, it, the close enough is 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 fine in this this context, and they, and they're they've been reflecting on it. It was you know you're getting the real emotion from these Rockies guys. You saw Justin Lawrence's interview after. I mean, this stuff matters to them. This season matters to them, and it's a it's a key moment for the path for the this generation of Rockies players, for what should be or what we hope to be the next generation of successful Rockies baseball. If it's built through with from within, if it's built from these guys, this is a key moment for these guys to look back at and a key moment to look at and move forward to. So just like we're talking about August into September and we want to see the trends upward, if everyone starts trending upwards, if the bullpen starts ironing things out, if the Rockies can put together a nice stretch of some wins, just, you know, it doesn't have to be a long winning streak, but going five out of your last, winning five of your last 10, splitting some series, uh, stealing a series from the Cubs, for example, who you got the back to back with, uh, it, taking on the NL West and being more competitive against them than you have all season long because I think they said on the broadcast the Rockies got like eight total wins against the NL West this year. Start. We need to start seeing some of that stuff too because I want to start seeing those types of steps where the Rockies will start raising the eyebrows a little bit to, at, to, to finish this season out versus just us continuing to look and saying, hey, they were in it. They were, they were fighting. They've shown a little bit more offense here. It's time for the Rockies to show us that they can put together some ball games and start stealing and start winning some of these ball games as well because they've had the opportunities. It's time to start taking advantage of them. Kind of all over the place, I think I feel like in today's pod, but it's kind of I mean, it's it's so stagnant and it's so wait and see and it's so it's just a weird point in the year and a weird point of time where this has to be the focus. You, you can't just only focus on the wins and losses as we look at the Rockies day to day. We have to ignore, like we've talked about, acknowledge the losses, but we have to look for the storylines from within the ball games, And we have to start looking at some of these storylines from within. And as the Rockies continue to go through this really difficult stretch, they're showing us that, they're, that there's potential, but the, steps, the, but, but the gap is still there. 
Let's see the Rockies shorten the gap a little bit more and uh, see what happens uh, there. Uh, well, but, you know, I, I, and it's, it's, it's still frustrating, though. It's still the, these this stretch and the the and uh, I feel like the last few weeks with with the bullpen uh, since really the bullpen issues have started going up have been in, incredibly frustrating to watch because you're you can't sit there and feel with the utmost confidence as a Rockies fan that that the Rockies can close out games that they can play the full nine innings they might be in these close ball games they might be going blow for blow they might be responding they might be fighting down to the last pitch. But it's not quite enough as they're showing. This is the pros. This is the big leagues. I want to see everybody take a step forward and start sealing some uh, some wins here. As the Rockies are going to be entering now an offseason where the pitching staff and the issues with pitching are going to have to be fully addressed because there's no help coming in your draft and develop system, at least immediately. And this team, if they, they got to start looking at putting them in the best opportunities possible. So we'll see if that happens. Uh, Ezekiel Tovar was getting, uh, they were talking a little bit about him uh, on the broadcast. They were comparing him to uh, uh, some more rookies there. And, and should he be in the consideration for uh, more rookie of the year talks? And uh, let's dive into that because I want to hype up our guy. But I think we also need to put into context uh, other rookies and uh, another rookie on the team. As well, uh, I saw a tweet about this, uh, and that kind of inspired this topic coming up here uh, in segment number three. This is the Locked On Rockies podcast. We're free and streaming on your favorite streaming service, and bringing you your daily Colorado Rockies talk right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where you can find your team every day. If your team is the Colorado Rockies, then you're in the right spot. That's what we do around here: is talk Colorado Rockies baseball. Uh, you can also find us on the Locked On Rockies YouTube channel. Go check us out there. Hang out with us there and uh, let me know what you're thinking about the Colorado Rockies with your Rockies hot takes in the comment section below. Uh, the Rockies have some pretty good rookies. The Rockies have some really interesting rookies. And uh, uh, they were talking on the broadcast about Ezekiel Tovar maybe uh, not getting as much recognition as uh, other NL Rookie of the Year candidates. And... You know, it when you're playing Arizona and you see what Corbin Carroll is doing, what you see what Corbin Carroll, the impact that he's having and uh, the impact that he's had against the Rockies and throughout this, uh, this season, it's the reminder of Ezekiel Tovar is great. He, Ezekiel Tovar has been uh, uh, wonderful. But he's still not on this level. He's still not on uh, the level of, of he's not putting out the same output as some of these other players and some of these other uh, rookie of the year candidates. He, he, in fact, when you're looking at baseball reference, his wins above replacement are below both, both Carroll, Outman, and teammate Nolan Jones. So is, is it should I don't think Ezekiel and we've talked about it on the show. Ezekiel Tovar deserves to be talked about and discussed, and uh, we should not take for granted the fact that he look him and Nolan Jones both look really, really good. As uh, as things pan out, there's going to be more question marks with more of the young guys that the Rockies are trying to figure things out with. But when you look at those two guys for the Rockies, you can be confident in them, you can believe in them, but you can also keep in mind and keep in perception and keep in perspective this season where the Rockies are at 
and other rookie performances. And Corbin Carroll has just simply been the best uh, NL rookie this season. I mean, and, and there's been some others as well that have performed better, helping their teams win in cert uh, certain situations and, and helping their teams perform more. But we shouldn't take away from the fact that uh, the Rockies have two of the two young players ready to, uh, to break out, I think, into super impactful seasons. I think the better discussion when we're looking at Tovar and Jones is that if this is the floor, what is the ceiling truly? If this is the floor for Tovar and, and, and Jones, is the ceiling a, a Corbin Carroll-like season where you can do, go and produce a 5.1 war? Can they? They both, I think, are capable of 20 plus home run seasons. I don't think it's out. I don't think it's that outlandish to think that one of them might reach it this year. I mean, if Ezekiel Tovar hits five more home runs and gets two more stolen bases, that's a 20 and 10 season. That's pretty good. But Corbin Carroll's got a 24 and 41 season right now. He's driven in 67 this year. He's batting 282. He's got an OBP of 361, a slugging of 525 and an OPS of 886. When you compare that, no, I mean, Ezekiel Tovar is batting 256 with 15 home runs, 64 RBI, 290 OBP, a slugging of 423, and an OBS of 713. It's just the the, the numbers all favor Carroll, and and that's and and they were saying that on the broadcast, they were acknowledging that they just were kind of. I think the point was Tovar should get a little bit more love. But if Tovar needs more love, so does Jones. And I think we need to focus on the fact that these two players have strengths in different areas that can really build things up. And on top of it, the Rockies might have just had another guy making his debut that could be off for a young and exciting upstart uh, to the season to see how he finishes out in Hunter Goodman. Hunter Goodman's going to be, you know, the, the, the jury will still remain out there because of the fact that he's only going to be in the big leagues for a little bit of time. And sometimes when these uh, they get these short sample sizes, they look great. But once they're consistently up at the big legal level, league level and teams get the book on him a little bit more, they can adjust heading into the next year. But though the Rockies rookies deserve a little bit more uh, a ch a chat about them and a little bit more respect probably in the grand scheme of baseball and baseball media. When you're a 50-win Rockies team and you're looking at your first 100-loss season, that's going to cloud those, and uh, especially when you're overshadowed by a team that's dominated you all year, a, a, a division rival that's dominated you all year, headlined by probably the best rookie in the national league uh without a, I mean I, I don't know I don't know how much how you can prove prove otherwise there in Corbin Carroll so Rockies look to bounce back Rockies want to get uh, uh back in this series against the Diamondbacks they're going up against uh a pitcher that uh is not the best pitcher here for the Arizona Diamondbacks the Rockies uh, going up against uh, Brandon, uh, uh, man, I can't, I'm sure we've heard this name, but uh, Fott, I think it's that's what it is uh, there. And uh, he's currently sitting at a 1-7 record, 6.21 ERA in 14 games. He's got a whip of 142. Uh, he hasn't, in his last two starts, hasn't made it past the fifth inning, has given a, in his last start against the Dodgers, was roughed up a bit there in uh, four, but was able to still get a win. And uh, his own, that was uh, the, the two starts before that, Cincinnati and San Diego, only gave up uh, two runs in both of those starts there and only gave up four hits in both of those games. So Rockies certainly aren't going to be able to just, uh, uh, can't, 
Can't show lack of offense in this one. They got to go out and go after him early and uh, try to get uh, to making sure that they can't get in a groove that the uh, that the Diamondbacks so often seem to get against the Rockies. So we'll see how it goes. First pitch coming your way later tonight. Here uh, we will be breaking it all down right here on the Locked On Rockies podcast. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and streaming on your favorite streaming services. You can find us there. You can find us on the Locked On Rockies YouTube channel. You can find us on SiriusXM and the SiriusXM app. For your second listen of the day, go check out the Locked On Broncos, Locked On Avalanche, Locked On Nuggets, and Locked On Buffs podcast. I don't know. Something to listen to there. Uh, kind of some big news that just happened in college football this weekend there about that uh, Colorado football team. Lots going on in Colorado sports right now. Don't miss out on it all on the Locked On Podcast Network. Until next time, this is Paul Holden saying so long from the Locked On Rockies podcast.